This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because yesterday when I was praying, God gave me the subject for today's episode. But as I was here this morning, just listening to my praise and worship music and praying and um, just seeking God on behalf of like the topics or the subject matter, because I had the title, I knew what the show was going to be about, but I was like, okay, God, but what do you have me to say? And when I tell you that he gave me a prophetic word to share with you guys, I'm really not even going to spend too much time running my mouth, um, but I'm really going to just read that because as I was read, as I was writing it, like my handwriting is crazy. If I show y'all the difference, like if you see my notes right now, the top of it is like my handwriting. So I'm writing out like, okay, we have ads in today's episode. So don't forget to record those. Um, here are the, the church announcements, things I want to remind people about. And so my handwriting is pretty decent up there. But then once we get down to the prophetic word, it's like straight chicken scratch because I could not keep up. My hand couldn't keep up with all God was downloading to me. So I'm definitely going to read that um, after I get done before going into answering a question. But I want to remind you guys this month, we start the God is my CEO tour. So June 30th, I'm going to be in Dallas, myself and Kavaya of the She Who Is Called Mobile app. We're going to be in Dallas. You can get your tickets at GodIsMyCEOTour.com. If you um, need a payment plan, we have payment plan options available. Um, Get a VIP ticket because we are doing dinner um, after the event with everybody who signed up for VIP. And somebody asked me this, so I want to clarify, dinner is included in the VIP ticket. So when you get a VIP ticket, you come, you enjoy the event, we go out to eat and you don't have to spend any extra money. Okay. The ticket takes care of everything. So definitely go to GodIsMyCEOTour.com to get your tickets. It's going to be an amazing event. ATL, we're coming there next. And 
y'all I'm just hype so get your tickets they're selling quickly and like I've been telling you for the last few months this event is going to sell out in Jesus name so y'all better go ahead and get them tickets um oh also you guys follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia I've been sharing a lot more in my stories just about my day-to-day for you guys that follow me on the gram you saw that I moved into uh, my office space this week so I'm really excited about that because it's a milestone for me I've been working my business I've been in entrepreneurship for uh, how long I got started in 2015. My business on paper was formed in 2015. So that's about four years of just being on this entrepreneurial journey and figuring things out. But this whole time I've been doing it at home, at the kitchen table. Um, But just I realized just recently for me to move into the level or for me to become the executive that God's vision needs, I needed to be a lot more productive. And one of the things that was hindering my productivity was my environment. You know, I was too comfortable at home. It was I might be chilling. I might watch something on TV while I'm working and then I get distracted and I might get sleepy and I can just go take a nap because my room is right there. Like it I just outgrew grew that so I had to get this space and it's been amazing you know to have somewhere I can just come close the door get to work and then when I leave and close the door I'm done I'm at home I'm spending time with my husband and we're able to have a good time and I'm not opening my laptop just because it's there so I'm just excited about the space so follow me on Instagram because I've been sharing a lot about the day-to-day I've been cracking a lot of jokes on Instagram, so y'all see a lot more of my very um, sarcastic and trash talking personality. But yeah, follow your girl on the gram, and y'all know I'm trying to get this 10K so I can swipe up. So (laughs) go ahead and follow me. I'm almost there. Before we get into the heavy topic, I got to tell you, I got to congratulate my favorite rapper of all time, my favorite business person of all time, Sean Corey Carter. He crossed that billionaire threshold and the first hip-hop artist to become a billionaire. A lot of people thought that Dr. Dre was the first one, but he, um, Dr. Dre sold his company for $4 billion, I think, but his net worth is still around the 800000 So Jay-Z is conservatively worth a billion dollars. And I could go on and on and, di- and dissect the blueprint because a reason why I'm a, uh, I'm a Jay-Z fan is because he literally leaves a blueprint. Like all of this stuff that if you read the Forbes article, all of the things that he's done to accumulate this level of wealth, he's rapped about. He's talked about. Like I always say that I was raised on Jay-Z lyrics because I remember the life lessons that my dad used to give me. I would listen when I got older, I would listen to a Jay-Z record and I'd be like, dang, he got that from from Hove. I remember I got into a, a fight in school. Um, it was like an argument or whatever. And so my, and they, of course they called this the call home or whatever the school call home. And so my dad was like, and I was like, it wasn't me. She was doing this, that and the other. And I was just responding or whatever. And he was like, um, you don't need to argue with a fool because if somebody is looking at you, they're not going to be able to tell who the fool is. Cause you look just like them. I get older and I listened to a Jay-Z song and he's like, don't argue with, with, with a fool because from a distance, people can't tell who's who's the line. I was like, oh, my father tried it. But um, <laughs> but ever since I started listening to him, I just realized a lot of the gems that he's dropped. And one of the things I respect about him is that he's excellent. 
Like he's the best. First of all, he's the best rapper. Let's take away everything else. He's the best rapper of all time, in my opinion. And so not only is he excellent at his craft, he's used that to build wealth. He's used the consumer, the things he sells to the consumer. He's learned what his consumer likes, right? So all of the hip hop heads, they like alcohol. They like this certain lifestyle. So he capitalized all of off of that and owned companies that appeal to that lifestyle from the champagne, from Ducey. And then he started noticing other things and getting into them. I could go on on and on about Jay-Z and the blueprint, pun intended, that he's left and that he continues to leave as he makes more music because he don't do interviews like that. So you really have to, to if you want to learn, you got to listen to the, um, listen to his music, even with art, like just learning. He talked about, I think it was in 444, about how um, he bought this painting for one million a few years later it's worth three million so i i personally be taking notes like oh bet so when i get to a certain point where i can make these type of financial investments let me invest in art you know let me spend the money on a, a basquiat painting and not the little cheap one from home goods because i'll be able to then leave that one that uh painting that i bought for my children so i'm a student of Sean Corey Carter, and um, I'll save everything else for my group chats because y'all like Tatum, we don't care. Get to preaching. Get to this prophetic word you was talking about. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so the title of today's episode is Mirror. And um, this is something that, mm, that God had to deal with me on this week because I'm the type of person that is, uh, I guess the best way I could say it is I'm very unbothered with anything that I do like I might have pockets of excitement like let's say this office space right I had a pocket of excitement like oh my gosh this is such a blessing I'm so happy but I quickly got over it because then I went straight to all right well you need to make sure that you seeing a return on investment for this place because when BJ uh, is looking at them books he gonna be like Tatum it was cool. It was cute. You know, everything was nice, but pack it up because the return ain't there. So I'm focusing then on how can I increase my productivity so that I can increase my bottom line and justify um, the decisions that I made, the decision that I made. So that's a small example. But for me, it just shows that I really don't get caught up in pretty much anything especially the things that I do and so it's a good thing because it allows me to stay humble it allows me to stay focused because worried about the bottom line is a very real thing that I need to do but I don't need to be that way to the extent of I'm not internalizing make sure I say it right I'm not internalizing what God is doing in my life and who God has called me to be and I think for me for most of my life I've always wanted to be regular and this week I've been having these different conversations and God has really been speaking to me through other people about the magnitude of who I am. And um, like I said, I've always wanted to be regular. I've always wanted to be rich and regular, rich and behind the scenes. I wanted to have a lot of money, but not really have to deal with people or be in front of people in any way. But just looking at how God is expanding my territory, I'm not going to say it's scary but it's something that I have to make a decision to continue to walk in. You know, we always like to hear people come to us and say, there's this huge call on your life. God is going to do some amazing things in your life. But you don't think about who you have to become in order to handle the things that that God has for you. 
And so this week I really had a lesson. God really had to deal with me on I it's time for me to start walking in who I am, not who I aspire to be, not who I desire to be, but who I am. Jeremiah 1 5 says before he formed me in my mother's womb, he knew me. So everything that, that the plans that God has for me and the things that I'm walking in now and the things that I will walk in that I have yet to see, all of those things are who I am. But for some reason, I've kind of just been in, I'm not going to call it a state of denial, but a state of not really want to accept what that means because with great platforms comes great responsibility, right? So somebody, I had a situation this week as well where somebody was, offended or bothered by something that I did I didn't do anything that was like overtly negative or anything that's like a sin or something that will make y'all look at me like I can't believe she I didn't do anything like that but it offended this person and honestly when they told me they were offended I kind of was like okay like I was irritated by it because I was like I mean that's really not one you misinterpreted what I was doing two is really not that big of a deal like whatever my feelings my flesh was kind of like whatever about it but it's because I was irritated I allowed my feelings to kind of mask what the lesson that God was trying to show me but the lesson he was trying to share with me was what you do and say is important so don't take that lightly you know me just out here being Tatum because of the platform that he has put me on and the things that he is calling me to do and the nations that he is sending to me I have to be mindful of how what I do may impact everybody. And I got to be honest with y'all, that's a sense of responsibility I don't want and I never wanted. But when I say yes to God, that didn't just mean saying yes as far as starting certain businesses or what my brand was going to look like or how I was going to move moving forward. I didn't just say yes to those things. I say yes to the responsibility that comes along with that as well. The fact that I can't go in everywhere, the fact that I can't say whatever I want to say, the fact that I can't just be who I've always wanted to be. Now I have to become and really step into and walk into the person that God has called me to be. Another situation that happened this week was somebody dealt with me. Um, I was in, I was in an environment that honestly it was messy. Um, and I was kind of in a, in a place where I was like, well, I'm about to just mind my business. You know, this stuff ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just here to do what I'm supposed to do. And that's that, like not really even getting involved, but there were a lot of things that I shouldn't have let slide. And it's funny because a few months ago when I was at um, a conference, there was a prophet there and he told me basically that I um, I, did, I let too much slide. So he was saying like, if you really loved yourself, then you wouldn't let, you wouldn't take no mess. He was saying, you don't take a lot of mess now, but if you really walk, if you really learn to love yourself, which I later interpreted as if I really walked in the fullness and really became who God has told me I am and has continuously confirmed that I am, then I wouldn't put up with a lot of things that I do. So being in this environment and somebody, me and this girl was texting about it and she was like, and she just asked me a simple question. I answered like, yeah, this is going on. It's crazy. It's a mess or whatever. And she was like, are you okay with that? And I was like, oh crap. It really hit me and I knew it was God speaking to me through her because I had to ask myself that. Are you okay with that? Do you not understand what your presence means? Your presence means that you are condoning what's going on. 
But you're you're saying that you're not. You just here just kind of doing what you're supposed to do. But you're because of who I've called you to be, your presence means something. So now you have to take responsibility of what you put up with. You have to take responsibility of the environments that you allow yourself to stay in. You have to take responsibility for the things that you do and how they impact a lot of uh, and how they impact people. Because whether you want the platforms or not, whether you want the responsibility or not, that's a part of who you are. And when you say yes to me and you say yes to the things that I have for you, when you say yes to the plan that I that I have to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future, that means that you said yes to owning and becoming who you are. And it's time that you do it fully and not just sometimes, but all the time. And, I, and for me personally, this is what God was dealing with me about and I believe it's the same thing for a lot of you guys and I'm going to get to the prophetic word I'm not even going to sit too much into what I think of what's going on with me I'm gonna get straight to what God said but this is something that a lesson that I had to really learn this week about the importance of taking responsibility of becoming and walking fully all the time and who God called me to be and the magnitude of what that is and to be honest me personally sometimes I just want to be off and I can, like, you know, I have see moments where I can do self-care, where I can rest and things like that. But God gave me a purpose. And when and that calling doesn't get turned off, like I can't hang up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have an assignment. I have things to do. There's a huge assignment on my life. And I can't run from that when I don't feel like it anymore. You know, so I, I wanted to just kind of just communicate, I believe, with this show. It's, it's a space where we can be honest about the journey and I want to be honest with you guys about the things that I deal with because I want you to to understand when you have these feelings that it's okay to feel what you feel it's okay but stand on what you know so I may feel like man I don't want this responsibility all the time but I have to make sure that I always take it on that I'm always being obedient that I'm always in alignment with what um, he has for me and I'm not trying to downplay who God says I am accepting the call means accepting the responsibility that comes along with it. And it means accepting that your life is no longer yours. And God knows the desires of my heart. He knows that sometimes I want to be off. And so he's blessed me with like, I get to, to travel. So like, even when I'm doing the um, tour, I get to kind of hang out in new cities. So I have times where I can recharge and, and things like that. But he had to put the mirror back up to my face so that I can start walking in it 24-7. Because it's a work that God wants to do through me. It's a work that he wants to do through you. And for as long as we're fighting with it, with different aspects of it, we're wasting time. We're wasting time and the enemy is still out here killing, stealing, and destroying. Let's take a break to pay some bills. I'm going to tell you about one more thing that happened this week um, where God put a mirror up to me. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Third Love. I will sing, honestly, Third Love praises, whether they sponsor the show or not. I personally always struggled to find a bra that fit me or one that was of good quality. And honestly, I accepted in my mind that that's just how my life would be until I found Third Love. Instead of having to go and find a store to get measured, because who really has time for that? I took Third Love's super easy fit finder quiz, and in 60 seconds, I was able to find a bra that fit my particular needs and my particular brush shape. Listen, 
Third Love bras are hands down the most comfortable bra that you will ever own. Their lightweight, super thin memory foam cups mold to your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. I mean, just take a second to think about memory foam in a bra, like enough said. And when I wore my Third Love bras, they were so comfortable, I didn't even want to take it off after a long day. And not only was it super comfortable, it was actually cute too. I've never worn a bra that was that comfortable, still cute, and my husband loved it. Third Love even has a 100% fit guarantee. That means every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so they're offering listeners of this podcast 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com BBU to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com BBU for 15% off today. Let's get back to the show. So the last thing that happened this week where God had to put a mirror up, and I think a mirror isn't always just to like show us who we are, but also to show us our areas and our weaknesses that we need to improve. And I believe that that's the biggest lesson that I got this week. And the thing that I was most grateful for is we always like to talk about God, God has this huge call or he's going to do these amazing things. And he showed me all of this this week, but it's going to be some times where he show you some things about yourself that's not so great or some errors that you need to fix. So for me, um, I have this friend who uh, God had put her on my heart for somebody to keep lifted in prayer at all times. And so I will always pray for her, always pray for her. And and um, I got mad at her. A situation happened. She didn't even know I was mad, which is funny. But a situation happened um, and I was really upset with her. And um, I talked to my husband about it and I, and I talked to another close friend of mine and I was kind of like, well, uh, what should I do? I was talking to Tisha about it. And y'all know Ayala be getting me together. So um, I was like, you know, this happened or whatever. But so they were both like, well, are you going to say something? And I was like, man, no, I'll get over it. That was my thing. Like, I'll get over it. And so I actually did get over it. Um, it wasn't like I said I was going to get over it. And then I had these grudges or anything like that. So um, she and I ended up on the phone. We were talking about something totally different. I sent her a quick text about something and she ends up calling me. So we're on the phone and she's telling me about like what's going on and the, the topic that I text her about. God began to deal with me like he said the enemy used your feelings or that situation of offending you and making you mad to get you off your post. Don't let how you feel take you away from the assignment. And I was like, wow. So she's literally talking. So I'm trying to hear her. And then God was speaking to me. And so um, after she finished everything she was saying, I was like, you know, I have to apologize. And she was like, what? Because <laughs> that's literally, we wasn't talking about this. So she, so I was like, I have to apologize. And she was like, what happened? I was like, um, you know, and I went back to the situation and was telling her about what happened, how it made me feel. She didn't even know that I was mad. And I was like, well, you know, I do a really good job of like pushing things to the back burner if I feel like it's not that big of a deal. Even if I'm mad, I know I'll get over it. And so we talked about it and I was like, but the reason I'm apologizing is not because of how I feel. You know, I, I felt how I felt. I'm not sorry about that, but I'm apologizing because as you were talking, God was showing me that me being upset 
was taking me off my post. You, you know, you're somebody that I pray for, somebody he always puts in my heart to to keep lifted in prayer. And I allowed how I felt to take me off my post. So I have to I have to apologize. And she was like, wow, you know, I appreciate that or whatever. And the situation was was over. But I had to take responsibility. And God put that mirror up to me. And I was like, wow, Tatum, this is this is definitely an area that you got to watch. You know, you have to be this is why we talk about being sober and vigilant, because the enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. So as the enemy is walking around, he sees me mad. So he like, oh, she's mad at this person. So let me let that linger a little bit so she's not on her face like she should be for that person. So I wanted to be transparent about that, too, because we have to watch our emotions. We have to watch the things that are stopping us from pressing into what God has. So I'm going to stop rapping. (laughs) I'm going to stop talking your ear off. I want to get straight into this prophetic word. Um, So this word is, like I said, I was planning for this episode and um, God just, I was like, God, what do you want your people to know? You know, I had the the points I wanted to tell y'all about the things that happened this week and how he's put the mirror to my face about areas that I need to grow in or or be cautious of. But I was like, but what do your people need? This, This show isn't about me. And he gave me this word. So hold on to your wigs, y'all. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start reading. So just to be clear, this is what God said. This is no longer Tatum speaking. So he said, I want my people to move and become. Move from whatever person, place, thing that is out of season. If you think wearing white after Labor Day is out of season, why do you stay in a situation that I've already called you out of? Do you not trust me enough to do as I say? You tell others that you do, but your actions tell me otherwise. Move and watch what I do with that act of faith. I will not be made a fool of. We have work to do, but I need your participation. Become. You already know who I called you to be, so become it. Stop dragging your feet. We have too much work to do to be. Let me flip this. We have too much work to be to do to be held up here. Do you know I heard your prayers? Do you know I saw your tears? Even the men, because you're listening to this too. The men, you're listening to this too. But you're too afraid to speak out loud what's in your heart and what's in your mind. I know you're listening, my sons. I will give you beauty for your ashes. But you need to trust me to move, to follow me, and to become who I've already said that you are. So I'm going to leave that right there (laughs) because that was a whole word. If you need to hear it again, just go ahead and rewind. But that was a lot. Um, So I'm going to stop here again so we can pay some bills. And then I'm going to answer some questions because I can't even say nothing else after that. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Audible. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better entrepreneurs, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible delivers bestsellers, business books, self-improvement books, memoirs, and so much more. You guys know I'm always recommending books for you to read. And one of my favorites to suggest is How to 
And how awesome is it that this book, plus all of the other ones I'm constantly recommending to you guys, are available on Audible. With the convenient app, members can access Audible at any time, at the gym, while commuting, on the go, and on any one of your devices. And it will always pick up right where you left off. Audible offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library that you can keep forever, even if you decide to cancel. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash blessed or text blessed to 500-500. Again, visit audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash blessed or text blessed to 500-500. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's answer some questions. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, slide in my DMs at Tatum Tamia, or you can send me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. The first question says, good afternoon, Tatum. I've been listening to you and a part of the Bossed Up community. I hear how you ladies stay focused, but have a strong praying family and circle. I'm definitely building my prayer life along with me raising my three children, helping out with my brother's children, and the work I do demands a lot of my mental energy. I enjoy working with children on the autism spectrum and social emotional needs, but I'm feeling so drained being a soul person, always there, keeping the positive and praying for people. I cut out everything but your book and podcast, of course, and prayer first has been a huge help, but I really need to know what are your suggestions you have for people who are surrounded by loved ones, that prayer life is not there to offer that support. My main prayer warriors I could go to passed away. And now I feel so lost alone and fighting a spiritual battle alone. So this is a great question um, because I believe that a lot of people get to this space where they feel like they need support and they just don't have it. So it may be your new, let's say you're the first person in your life that's making a decision to live for God. And so you may not have that support or like you, you give so much to other people and you're pouring, 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 and you're not able to refill. And you don't have those people. Like you said, your, your prayer warriors passed away, like your grandmother, um, And so now you don't have these people in your lives. So what I would do if I was you was, first of all, I would just take inventory on what was draining my energy. So we know that your children, of course, is something you can't cut out. So we can write down my children demand a lot for me. You said that your job, so the job is a necessity. So we write that down. You said that you're helping out with your, um, let me see, you said you're helping out with your brother's children. Yeah, you're helping out with your, your, um, nieces and nephews. I can't find it in a question, but you're helping out with your nieces and nephews. So write that down. Now, because you have these roles that um, can't be eliminated, that require so much to you, I will begin to look at the other things in your life as well that are draining energy from you. So it may be friendships. It may be environments that you uh, put yourself in that you don't necessarily have to be in, but really take a second to audit where your energy is going. And then after you do that, you may realize something small, let's say scrolling on Instagram, right? That's, that's not, it may not necessarily be something that's draining your energy in a sense to where it's not demanding you to do much, but it's something that 
is taking up time. And so I believe that once you start, once you do this audit, you could even look at the small things that are draining your energy and start eliminating those. And those things will accumulate then into a lot of time that you can now apply to other things, right? Uh, and other things, I mean, things that allow you to refill. So because you're pouring out, you, you are saying that you're looking for a community. You're in the blessed and bossed up society. So have you been engaged? Are you engaging with meeting other people that can then pour into you? Are you involved in church? Where Are you going somewhere that has small groups and spaces that allow you to interact with others who pour into you? For me personally, or have you been praying, God, can you send people in my life? Me personally, I didn't have, when I first gave my life to, to Christ for real, for real, and decided to live for him, I didn't have people in my life who were on that level. Um, and the people that I were, it was a little bit strained, right? So my grandmother, yes, is a praying grandmother, but my grandmother is a worrier. Like coming to her, she's not going to be like, okay, let's go get on our face before the Lord. She's going to pray for me, but she's also going to worry. And I don't need worry, especially in that time where, I was stepping into to unfamiliar territory. The last thing that I need in that sense is somebody who's a worry ward, right? And so I couldn't go to her for that. Um, and so for me, I was like, God, can you send me people who understand this? And so God began to put people in my life. I, I and I also began to go places. There was this this um, this group called Saved in the City. And they're in different cities, but they were, of course, in D.C. And so I was like, well, let me just go here. And so I went there. And it's funny because I knew Tish from having the same business coach, but I ran into her again at this um, this meeting. So that made me feel like, OK, I'm seeing this person in different environments. One where obviously she's an entrepreneur, we have the same business coach, but I'm also seeing her in a, an environment where she's desiring to grow spiritually. And so that's one of the reasons why I connected with her as well, because I was like, we're on the same page. And then, of course, you guys see where our relationship has blossomed to at this point. So I had to do some work, though, to put myself out there. When I went to church, I began to volunteer more way before I was speaking, way before I was on any type of platforms. And I was just trying to get filled up spiritually. I would volunteer. I would serve in this department, serve in that department to just get around environments where God was present, where it didn't require me to be empty or me being the sole person that everybody is pulling away from. Also, I suggest just taking an inventory of just spending some time with yourself to be what makes me feel whole, right? What makes me feel full? And if you don't listen to Tisha's podcast, The Refill, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but that show is great because she talks about this very subject. But if I was you, in addition to praying for it, I will find environments to put myself in. You said that you were in a community, but um, you see how we do X, Y, Z. So I, we have praying friends and family, but are you reaching out to people to be like, Hey, cause in the society we have small groups. So reach out to the people that are in your group to be like, Hey, you guys, how do you guys feel about doing a prayer call once a week? Or how do you guys feel about meeting up? Whatever it may be, but you have to make a conscious effort to find people, places, and things that are going to speak to this thing that's lacking in you. But then also, like I said, take inventory of in your life of places that you're pouring out unnecessarily and cut those things off and cut those things off and replace them with things that fill you up. And I believe you'll start to see just how you are um, growing it. And a lot of the things you feel like you're lacking, you're starting to find. 
This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's really that simple. I personally wish I knew about stamps.com when I first released my book and journal because it was such a hassle to go to the post office multiple times a week. The waiting in line, the traffic, lugging all of those boxes, it was personally just too much for me, so much that I had to actually outsource it altogether. But Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in blessed. That's stamps.com, enter blessed to start a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so this next question is actually somebody who submitted a question to me a while ago. Um, and I guess I missed it because she sent the message this this week. And so at the end... She says, um, please, when you have a chance. Okay, so she's basically saying that she went back and checked to see if I answered the question, even with old episode episodes. And she's saying that, um, please, when you have a chance, pretty much answer the question. And she says, I will also pray over this question more as I should have done prior to messaging you. But I still would love to hear what God has told you. So I say this to say, I'm going to address this in a second, but let me go back and answer her question. And I want to address this statement um, that she said when she was basically DMing me like, uh, sis, I asked you a question and I'm looking for an answer. Original question, she asked it back in November and she said, hi Tatum, I was blessed to see God use you today in person and meet you. You are truly a vessel. With that being said, I have a question I'm really struggling with. I work at UPS and really hate it. Like I literally feel like crying being there and before I walk into the building. I'm torn between applying for a new job or just staying at UPS until my foundation as an entrepreneur is built and I'm able to lead. Also, I'm in school for event management certification. I'm active in my church, such as Bible study, dance ministry, and youth ministry. I'm working on my nonprofit and working in real estate, all along with working at UPS Monday through Friday. I try to get a lot done before I go to work, which is why I'm always so stressed and feel like I've accomplished nothing but I'm really having a hard time with balancing working on one thing at a time. What is some advice you have for balancing everything and staying focused on God? So um, my apologies for not answering the questions back then. I mean, it happens um, as far as things getting lost in the sauce, questions getting lost in the sauce because there's so many, but I want to address the fact that you came back and was basically, because it's now June, and I sent you sent that in November and I never answered it. And you came back and said, I do. Let's say you said, please, when you have a chance, I will also pray over this question more as I should have done prior to messaging you. But I still would love to hear what God has told you. OK, this is a PSA for everybody. 
Do not ever use a human being, not me, not your pastor, not anybody that you look up to in any type of way as your means of getting answers for God. So I'm going to purposely not answer your question as far as what I think you should do. Um, but for that very reason, because you just, you mean, you told me in the second message that you should have prayed before answering the question and you didn't. And I'm pretty sure you either haven't prayed or, um, haven't gotten an answer. And so that's why you're following back up with me months later to see what in your words, what God has told me. So I am going to be quiet As far as what I think about the answer to this question, because I want this to be an activity where you seek God for yourself. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I think. All I'm going to tell you to do is that you need to fast and you need to pray. So my only advice will be fasting, turning down your plate from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and prayer. And you keep fasting and you keep praying until you get an answer from God. I'm not going to give you my opinion one bit because you need to hear from God for yourself. And I'm not going to knowingly let you use me as a crutch to hear from God. So I love you, girl. I'm so glad that I did get to meet you in person. But I do want to uh, use this as a lesson for anybody. Do not use a human being as your um, middleman to God, you can go to him for yourself. That is a dangerous thing to do. Luckily, I'm somebody who is extremely integral. And I'm now that you've basically let me know that you're looking to hear a word from God through me, I'm going to shut my mouth so that God can um, speak to you directly. And instead, matter of fact, what I'll do is instead of giving you advice, I'll pray for you. Um, but Yeah, anybody that's listening, don't go to a person to hear from God, because what will happen is if you go to somebody who has less integrity, they'll use that. They'll manipulate that. There are so many false prophets in this world. So people will give you words and tell you what to do, and it'd be 100% the enemy and not God. But because you don't know how to hear from God yourself, and you don't know how to um, stay consistent in fasting and praying to seek him until you get an answer from him, you'll you'll get manipulated and hurt by somebody who is not really a true vessel or a true representative of God. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say about that, but I'm going to pray for you instead of answering your question. And then that will actually wrap up the episode after I pray. So father, I come to you on behalf of my sister in Christ. I come to you on behalf of someone who is truly seeking your face, Lord God. So father, I thank you for the wisdom for me to know when it's time for me to move out the way and to not get in the middle of what you're trying to do in someone else's life. So I thank you, Lord, for that level of understanding, but God, I come to you and I ask for you to do a new thing in the life of your people and not just her father, but for everyone who struggles in this area, for everyone who feel like they have seek, they are seeking you and not hearing anything for everyone whose lives have become so noisy that they don't even know where to start to stop and hear from you, Lord God. So father, I pray for an increase of, sh- of strength, an increase of wisdom and understanding on how to silence their lives so that they can hear from you. I pray for divine instruction for your people. Your, your word says that your word is like a lamp upon our feet. So father, I pray that you are illuminating your words, that you are sending signs and wonders, that you are sending confirmations and things from the 
most unlikely places so your people know that it is you speaking to them, Lord God. I pray for an increase of discernment, Father, for your people so that they can be able to hear your voice in a stranger's voice they will not follow. Lord, I, I rebuke any spirit of busyness in the name of Jesus that's, just, that's just, uh, distracting your people from being able to um, work in the areas that you want them to work in or work on the projects that you have given them, Lord. I rebuke any plans of the enemy to throw multiple ideas their way that causes confusion and throws them off track of completing the assignment that you have for them, Lord. So Father, I just pray for everybody that is under the sound of my voice that you do a new thing in, in their lives, that you that you remove the scales from their eyes so that anything that is not of you, they are able to recognize it and walk away from it, Lord. Increase their ability to speak to the things in their life, Lord God, increase their power, increase their knowledge and understanding of the power that they had as men and women of God. And Lord, I thank you in advance of the power of prayer. Your word says that the, the prayers of the righteous avail of much. So that because I prayed this prayer, Lord God, I thank you that there are angels moving on behalf of your people, that there are situations that are changing, that you are holding your people up with your righteous right hand, Lord God, that you are the potter and we are the clay and that you are molding them, molding the situations in their lives, molding their influences, molding their, their opportunities, Father, to fit what it is that you have from them. So have your way in her life, Lord God. Have your way in her life. Take off the scales that is, uh, take off the, any influences that is blocking her from being able to hear you. And Lord, I pray that at the conclusion of this episode, that you are, that you do a new thing subtly, suddenly, and quickly, Lord, that you blow her mind suddenly and quickly with new answers, new revelations new perspectives that she has been looking for and allow her to understand that her help comes from you and from you alone and that she doesn't need to go through a third party that she can come to you directly herself Lord and that you will answer her prayers that you will give her instructions no one else but you and in Jesus name I pray amen thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the blessed and bossed up podcast talk to y'all next week